Coming up on Rem and Sam, we're talking about summer blockbusters that haven't even come out yet. I'm joined by the Champ Quinn, and we're going to break down all of the Marvel news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. And of course, we're going to draft all of the new music from the month of July. That is all coming up next. We are live in the Champ Cave at Champ's Champ's house. I'm staring at a Avengers Endgame poster. I see the scene where Cap's about to face Thanos' army. There's just all kinds of superhero stuff here. It seems like the perfect place to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Champ, oh, that's the the Champ Quinn on Instagram if you want to give if him a follow. couldn't figure it out already. We're here to talk about Marvel. Marvel, of course... Dropped a bomb at San Diego Comic-Con. They were, they were going to. They always do. Yes. San Diego Comic-Con was back for the first time in several years. I think it was like three years off of getting like these big Marvel announcements. They're back in San Diego, back in Hall H. There is a lot to run down. We're going to break down the entire slate. They dropped a lot from Phase 5 and then upcoming into Phase 6. Honestly, some much-needed pieces, I feel like, for Phase 5. Um, just kind of because we haven't exactly known where it's going. Um, I feel like we've talked about this like a lot in like the other uh, podcasts, but it every movie that we've covered, we've kind of just talked about how different it is. I mean, you've got Shang-Chi, which feels like one movie, and then Eternals, which feels like a completely different trash movie. And then you've got Thor, Love and Thunder, completely just a different movie. Then you got Multiverse of Madness that feels like such a different movie. And you just have people that are kind of just like, where is it going? And I feel like we have like now a lot of pieces and um, direction in Phase 5, which I feel like should please a lot of people. Because I've, I've been hearing some com complaints, you know? Where's it going? Like, these movies don't relate to each other the uh the original phases were so much better and much more related i've been saying it since the beginning these are just the building blocks and these building blocks are not you know directly linked together quite yet you need that big piece and i feel like you know these announcements have potential for being that big piece and i think the criticism from the fans you were talking about is probably what led to them dropping a lot of the big stuff they dropped i mean they oh, yeah. dropped some big big stuff that's coming way down the line that into 2026 into 2026 but the fans have been wanting direction and you're right maybe now they finally get some direction we'll cover all the phase five the phase six stuff but there is one more thing or one more movie i should say left for phase four it was really the big a uh, spectacular thing that uh, Marvel did at Hall H. It's the Black Panther movie. They did the whole tribute to Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman. They dropped a trailer for the movie, which we will talk about. But yeah, just the whole Chadwick Boseman thing. And then finally, now we get to see what maybe Black Panther could be. Because we had nothing up until this point. Right. And um, I feel like, you know, back when Black Panther originally dropped, that was one of those movies that was like... 
it was like a phase four movie. It was so different from what Marvel had originally done. So I kind of feel like to wrap up phase four, we're getting yet another movie that we're probably going to come on here and talk about how different it was from every other movie in this phase so far. So I'm really, really excited for it. After this trailer, I'm not exactly feeling like it's going to link anything together. I no, don't and think I don't it's think gonna mess with we the probably multiverse. expected it to. No, not not entirely. I mean, and which is kind of why I'm saying it's going to be such a unique and different movie. But it's now bringing in more characters, you know, kind of wrapping up that what what we were all curious about. You know, what were they going to do with Black Panther? And, you know, they're going to they're going to give us answers to that. Is it going to be Shuri? Is it going to be someone else? Is, are they going to have his... There, are, is he going to have a son? Um, we see a pregnancy and a baby being born in the trailer. Will that be the next Black Panther? A long time ago, that is what I predicted. So we'll see if that comes to pass. Um, Give us your full, your full prediction, because there are a couple things in this trailer. Yes. If you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. There are a couple things in this trailer that we have talked about that you have predicted that might be in the movies... So what Easter eggs did we see from this new Black Panther trailer? Yes, so we did, like I said, see the um, the pregnant lady. We saw a baby also being born underwater. So something that I'm kind of curious about where that's, what, what that has to do with anything. Maybe that's a scene where Wakanda is flooded. And just, you know, one of those intense childbirth giving scenes where it's like she's trying to swim and survive seems kind of far-fetched i have no idea it does seem a little more like it's like a little more ritual like a little more cultural yeah it seems very cultural yeah. like normal it doesn't seem like anyone's panicking especially um, since the whole tone of that like opening scene was it just yeah, would, yeah it does, very like a cultural yeah. very cultural thing um but i guess my prediction initially was that the sun was going to grow up to be black panther and that would put you way further down the line of marvel this would put it you know in the future of the mcu which if that is where they're going with it it could make sense it would give time for the Ironheart character to grow up it would give time to make sense on like where atlantis has been all this time it would just be very very interesting if they had him grow up to be king but also it could be Shuri, and that would make a lot of sense, too. She has the brains and the tech to build her own Black Panther suit. And we saw somebody teased in the Black Panther suit, so we know we somebody did. will be wearing it And it did look like a, a feminine body, but it also could be a teenager. It would make sense for this movie that it's probably probably Shuri. It would make the most sense. But you're but you're right. Long term, what is like just the future of Black Panther gonna look like? Right. Like, and is like, she is she really the Black Panther or is she Crisis Black Panther? Like, is Wakanda just under crisis and you know Chadwick is no longer here to play Black Panther? His character T'Challa is gonna be dead in the movie. Is she just Black Panther because there is a crisis and she is that, like, next next in line, essentially, until the kid grows up? And exactly, because if you just think about how Wakanda works, like, now that their king is gone, they don't have, well, when he died, they didn't know they, he had an heir, right. potentially. But now we know from the trailer that maybe he does, you know, I don't, it's not confirmed that that was, what's, what's the confirmed. chick's name from? Shuri? No, or the, uh, Nakia? Nakia. It's not confirmed that it was Nakia. Yeah. 
that was pregnant, but we saw Nakia, we saw a pregnant woman. We we know from the comics right. that you this is a storyline out of the, the comics. You connect the dots the a dots little are bit. There. The dots are there. We're we're just connecting them. We're just asking questions, you know? We're normal. We're just the ones asking questions. You teased them already. Another prediction you had. A new a new group, a new city, a new empire joining the MCU. Coming from under the water, you said the Atlanteans. We know Neymar. We know the casting rumors and all that stuff. But finally now we see Neymar on screen. Very exciting. Um, just the ruler of Atlantis. I feel like the first Black Panther movie was so you know, critically acclaimed because it explored this new Wakandan culture and just really did something that Marvel movies hadn't done before. This movie, even just from the trailers, we're going to be diving deeper into the Wakandan culture, but I'm also just so excited to see where Marvel takes kind of the Atlantean culture as well, because two of them, they're going to be so different. Um, obviously, we're seeing from the trailers, we're going to have kind of a war of the worlds, so, you know, what makes them so different? We're just going to be able to, like, explore that as well, which I think is really exciting. Um, Neymar is just also a very exciting character. He looks to be a villain in this one, but he's obviously not a villain that they're going to kill off because he's actually, you know, a hero. He's a member of the Illuminati in some in some of the comics. Um, you know, he actually has clashes with Iron Man in some of the comics, so he's he's very like on both sides it's just he is willing to die for his people and what he sees is the best for his people so he's not entirely a villain he's just going to be very opinionated in this movie maybe even like under um like influence or persuasion from another source i know i watched a, a video i might have been with you where they said atuma which is a character I'm actually familiar with, but he is like an expelled expelled Atlantean who is like evil. And in the uh, the comics where Wakanda is flooded by Atlantis, Atuma is a big player in that. So could be a villain that they're not showing. They're trying to set Neymar up as like the main bad guy, um, especially for people that don't like know a lot about him. They're just kind of like, oh, Neymar. But, you know, we could end up seeing Atuma. Prediction time, because they don't, Marvel never does, but they don't like reveal a lot about just the story of the movie. They reveal the characters. They obviously the uh, the first half of the trailer is paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. We get a big uh, Ang- Angela Bassett scene with her uh, her just cranking up the acting. Oh yeah. But how are how is all this gonna fit together with the Wakandans, the Atlanteans? Maybe they bring in a Tuma. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, where's the story going? That is a good question. The thing is is I don't know where the conflict between the Atlanteans and the Wakandans is going to stem from. I think that they are going to follow the storyline where Atlantis does end up flooding Wakanda. Um, We've seen a lot of scenes with water. There's that one scene where someone is standing on a platform surrounded by water and then there's the fire shooting up. So I feel like it may follow along those lines. And then I feel like that they're going to have just they're gonna have shuri be her technological genius time of crisis i feel like she's probably gonna have to engineer up her own black panther formula or maybe it's a a journey type of story where she is on a journey to find there's another flower where she can get the the black panther power so she's not even in wakanda for a majority of the story 
then she makes her big entrance at the end in her black panther suit with the flower and is able to fight atlantis while the the dora milaje has to fight back atlantis i heard a i heard a theory on a on a show where maybe the person in the black panther suit is actually potentially like cgi chadwick boseman where they never actually have to show him the actor and it's just the black panther suit and maybe it's some kind of flashback scene so there who knows there's a lot of directions that they could go with it interesting so they do uh they do a black panther movie without the black panther actually living the entire time yeah maybe it's some kind of flashback some just some kind of memory scene maybe some kind of dream ancestral plane scenario potentially i mean and they never have to actually you know do like a cgi chadwick boseman the way they do in like fast seven with like paul walker and how they bring him in at the end but it's just the suit and we know he's in the suit and we can see black panther in action you know, who who knows who knows yeah, i mean you never know and that's the beauty of marvel trailers is they are just very open-ended um which is what we really like to see because we can make these like inferences like you know what is what is going to happen in this movie where is it going to go there's so many directions that they could take with it and so i find that is what is so interesting because everything we're saying here could be completely wrong even if we feel like we have like very like advanced like inferences coming off of the trailers especially now marvel is like really making an effort to throw people off their game they really are like with the, how they did with wanda a little bit and doctor strange and some of the stuff they did with spider-man movie coming out yeah they're throwing people off their game tricky. They really are. They are, you know, exclude. I mean, they've always done this. They've excluded scenes and just certain people from scenes in trailers. So yeah, they're they're definitely very tricky with it. So it's impossible to say, you know, where the movie is going to go. And you know, the trailer is very open ended. So it's very like up for interpretation. Um, the beauty is they follow like comic storylines, so they could follow the one that I'm talking about. They could follow a completely different one. The other thing Marvel has done with their trailers is, and just their marketing in general, is they have dropped a ton of stuff. Yes. And this movie comes out in November, and fingers crossed that there is, they can keep with their trend, and they just keep dropping a ton of stuff, because I want to just see more from this movie. Like, we mentioned the, 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 the Queen of Wakanda with her scene in the trailer. Yes. And just... Knowing that this movie is in the hands of Ryan Coogler, you just you know already from the first Black Panther movie, but all the choices that he makes are just all going to be good. Like having her as the primary actor in a scene in the trailer, like she's the the star actor in the movie. Yeah. Like let her be the face of let let her be the first thing people see. Let her do her thing, you know. He mixes in a little Kendrick Lamar at the end. You know, yeah. Kendrick Lamar was obviously the face of the first soundtrack. So just bring Ryan, him back. Yeah, Ryan Coogler time and time again always making the best choices. Like we said, this movie comes out in November and hopefully there'll be more easter eggs to talk about, more news, more stuff to cover from that. Like we said earlier, Marvel gave us some direction they laid out phase five, they laid out phase six, and we know that, you know, phase four, five, six, all this tied in together, we're in what's called the multiverse saga, and phase five will kick off in 2023 with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. We've been theorizing this, well, not theorizing, but we've been saying on this show for a while that, yes, there is not a lot of direction now, but that's the movie we have to look to for when we get direction because of who's coming quantum mania that obviously and we know from just the panel and from rumors that kang the conqueror is coming jonathan majors will be in the movie 
So this is the movie that kicks off phase five. Kang is the character that is the major player in all of this. I, I made a sports analogy last time we talked about just Marvel in general. I think I, I think I have another one for you. I think this is hit me with it. This is better with this, the Kang the Conqueror coming. All right. Actually, no way. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, sa- I'm gonna save. It. I have a, I have a sports analogy, for Kang, that we'll give in a little bit. Maybe. I'm gonna save it though. Maybe, uh, maybe Kang comes back up later with some of these movies that, uh, that we're talking about. I have, I have one for Kang. I'll save. But okay. We get to, we get some direction, with Ant Man and the Wasp. We know Kang the Conqueror is coming. This is going to kick off phase five. You said earlier, how do you feel? But just, the, we actually have direction now. Like, what can we wrap our minds around what the MCU is doing? I think with this movie, they're going to do it. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I read something that said that it was like a confirmation that this movie is going to change the MCU forever. And they said something that, like, we get to see it from, like, scott lang which is like a very fun way to do it but i do feel like that this movie is going to change it we all know that the quantum realm is how we how um the mcu uses time travel in the quantum realm and kang is just such a big player with time travel we know that this is a big way for them to bring him in so that that is a big part of it and yeah so the mcu uses the the quantum realm is the fundamental for time travel just the way time works we all know that we have reached like as of the end of loki we have reached the point where they don't know that kang no longer knows what is going to happen right and time is no longer being monitored by anybody the timelines are loose everything is split it's just it's all chaos nobody is keeping like quote-unquote order over everything it's just everything's wild yeah so yeah this this movie exploring the quantum realm i think is going to be even bigger than exploring the multiverse just because kang can appear through the multiverse in multiple different like beings i guess but his ability to travel through time is what is really key to that character and the quantum realm is the passage of time. So I think being inside the quantum realm, just being able to see what's going on, uh, potentially, I don't know if they're going to travel through time, what's going to go on, but we're going to meet the Kang of this universe. And whatever happens is going to change the MCU. And it, that is confirmed. All of the footage that comes out from this Comic-Con stuff is kept very secret. It's very under wraps, very exclusive, just for the people that go there. But luck- luckily for us, there's always there's always one rebel out there. There's always that one guy. Always some guy with the phone on the lap, up at, looking up at the screen, getting some little angle. Somebody's head's in the way. Somebody's talking over you. You can't hear anything. There's all the cheering and stuff, so you don't even hear the crucial parts of the trailer. You don't even know who's talking. You don't even know who's talking. But we got it. We got a little glimpse of. The first Ant-Man trailer. We, we see some Ant-Man. We see some Kang the Conqueror. What? 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 What did, what did we just? What did we witness from this little clip that's out there? If you want to go look at it, you can just the Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Quantum Mania, the trailer. The clip is out there. Like potentially, what, I don't know if YouTube we, has deleted it yet because YouTube is pretty on that contraband stuff. I haven't looked, but like I looked, 
I think the I feel day like I after. watched it yesterday. Did you? I feel like I did. Okay, so potentially still there. That's good. Um well, I think the big question is, you know, what did we witness? Um, you know, it, it is very hard to see. We have um a scene of Scott Lang talking to what appears to be Kang. Um he says I'm an Avenger. Um Kang replies, I am a conqueror. And then also there is a scene where he says, you're an Avenger, have I killed you before? So Kang delivering a couple lines that are very, very chilling. Um, and you said that we see that we, in, in all the Ant-Man movies, the tone of the Ant-Man movies, they're very funny. Yes. They're very light. If this movie is going to be a, a groundbreaking movie, and we're going to see it from Ant-Man's perspective, like you said, it's going to be, like, a, there's going to be lighter moments throughout the movie. It's going to be a lighter movie. Yeah. What we got, the, the footage that we got, it is it is chilling. It's it, it is Kang. It's dark. It's scary. And yeah, it's just it is chilling. Yeah. I think it's going to end up being different from what you ex- expect from an Ant-Man movie. For sure. I think yeah. I mean, having Paul Rudd in your movie, it's going to be funny. I think there's going to be those funny mo- moments, but I think once Kang is introduced, there's not going to be as many. I think that I don't know where it's going to go from there, but I mean, Marvel is notorious for only giving people three solo movies. So, where where it does go from here? Is what 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 are, what are you saying? I mean, what am I saying? What are you saying about Ant Man? Do you want to say it? Do I want to say? Does 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 Cassie Lang take up the mantle of Ant Man? They're they seem to be going towards the new Avengers. They have to show that Kang is very very chilling. Is it the end of Scott Lang and Janet? Or Hope? Hope? You're talking about Wasp? Yeah. Yeah, that's Hope. Hope? hope. Yeah. Janet's the mom, Hope's the daughter. I mean, is it the end? I I think it's it's the end of one of the two. You're um, saying Paul Rudd death scene? Potentially. Potential Paul Rudd death scene. Or he's just trapped in the quantum realm and Cassie gets out. I don't I don't exactly know. I, I don't know where they go, but I think either Hank Pym and Janet die, or Scott Lang and Hope die. I think Cassie is taking up the mantle. I feel like that's where they go. I don't know, though. I mean, like I did say, though, Marvel... I mean, Thor is the only one to have a fourth movie, and a Thor died in that movie. So an Ant-Man or a bug of some kind is probably going to die. Something's going to get squished, whether it's Anthony Jr. or Scott Lang himself. Something is going. Something happened. I think uh, Yellow Jacket's back. Yes. Somebody pulled him out of the quantum realm. Made him into MODOK. A character I am very, very excited to see on the big screen. A giant floating head. Um, the mechanized organism designed only for killing. Modok, he's going to have something to do with the Quantum Realm. Um, somehow the Quantum Realm managed to turn Yellow Jacket into a giant head, or whatever interpretation they make. Um, what is, is he going to have to do with it? Is there any chance that Kang weaponizes Modok the way he weaponizes Eliath in the Loki show? See, and I... And he's like conquering the Quantum Realm with Modok? I don't think so. I think that could, I mean, potentially, I guess. But I guess the way I think about it is Modoc is always, he's never, he's never that 
main guy. You know, he's always the henchman. Not like the henchman henchman, but kind of like the side piece. I feel like Kang is conquering the quantum realm. And MODOK is just kind of like alongside him. Something along those lines. I just don't think MODOK is like gonna... I think he's just gonna be something that is gonna like pester Ant-Man and the Wasp the entire movie while they're trying to stop Kang or something like that. Or maybe Kang is just briefly in the movie and they're trying to stop MODOK and MODOK is working for Kang and so that's when you see him at the end and he murks Ant-Man. And MODOK is officially confirmed for the movie. If you watch if you watch the panel, uh, the director, Peyton Reed, does confirm that MODOK will be in the movie. Good. It's so funny to watch all the actors and stuff come out and try to talk about the movie with Kevin Feige standing standing right there. Like, they, you can't just slip up at all. You have to say something. Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be the first movie in Phase 5. It's going to feature Kang the Conqueror. We hope it is going to be as groundbreaking as we say. There is a show that's coming out early 2023 following Ant-Man and the Wasp. We've had some details about it already, but they officially bring everything out. And like we said, we know it's early 2023. It's going to be Secret Invasion. It's going to be centered on Samuel Jackson's character, Nick Fury. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are back. Nick Fury, Maria Hill, the Skrulls, they are taking over and... Nick Fury is going to be in charge of cleaning up the mess. He's been in space for a while. Yeah, Nick Fury's been off-planet, as we've learned. What I'm most curious to learn, like, within this show is... In Captain Marvel, I've only seen it once, but from what I remember, the Skrulls initially looked like the bad guys, but ended up being the good guys. And they kind of, you know, have come in in clutch moments and, you know, appearing as Nick Fury when they needed him to... I was hoping that a scroll was going to appear as Peter Parker so that way Spider-Man could just pull up next to him in No Way Home and everyone would be like, oh, hey, Peter Parker isn't Spider-Man. Didn't happen. But It's actually Peter Parker. Yeah. Tough. His identity got out. Very tough. Who is that, though? I don't know who Peter Parker is. Anyway. Who? Yeah, I don't know. Where was I going with that? The scrolls are the good guys. Are the good guys. What happened to turn them into the bad guys? What made them want to, like, invade Earth? I'm assuming that they're going to be, it's going to kind of be like one of those alien movies where they're, you know, replacing the political figures. Um, we already know one is on planet as Nick Fury. So what corrupted them? Because they seem to be very innocent and good, you know, just on the run. You know, they were helped out. You can stay on Earth. Um, I know they are like bad in the comics, but, you know, what what in this universe corrupted them? Was it just human corruption is it is it going to send a message to us about who we are as people that we were we were the ones to corrupt an alien race into trying to wipe us all out anyway it might it might be our fault it does actually sound like that's uh just the political taking over the political figures the scrolls being in places where we just don't know it does sound like that's where the show is going to go kobe smolders was the only member of the cast at the panel and she did say that it's going to be a darker show and you're just never going to know who's human and who's not. I would expect that, yeah. That's going to be a... Uh... And hopefully by darker show, we mean make up for what they could have done with Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight could have been a little grittier. And they're promising a darker show for this. And we we know now there's some R-rated stuff on Disney+. Plus that put the Deadpools on there. Logan's on there now. 
the content is they're branching out there's more adult stuff on the streaming service maybe we actually get a darker show with secret invasion i mean i don't know something about chopping an alien's head off versus chopping a human's head off there's something just different about it you know green blood versus red blood there's just something different so i could definitely see them incorporating some like darker elements um maybe we get to see like a darker side of nick fury um i mean if you're not dealing with people where is your morality that's the that's the real question because like if you're in a fight for your life where do your morals go and if you're not i i just kind of feel like we've been taught as humans like killing another human is wrong but hunting is a sport you know like we can go murder deer all we want and we get praised for it you know like oh that's a that's a huge deer you just killed so i I just kind of feel like they they're gonna be a little bit more lenient if it comes to like killing aliens if you if someone gets like beheaded or gets his arm chopped off and green blood shoots out versus red blood it's just like a little bit less like you know just something about it um champ what champ was vegan until he was 12 so it's not his fault that he hates vegetarian not vegan hates (laughs) hates hunting hates big deer uh martin freeman from the black panther movies is going to be in this movie everett ross will be in this in this show war machine will be making an appearance in this show as well there are some some special guest characters going to be played by olivia coleman i don't know if you know who olivia coleman is but isn't martin freeman dead everett ross 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 in the black panther trailer am i thinking of a, i'm thinking of you're like, thinking of phil colson no i'm thinking of like the actor that played uh sergeant ross Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross is a different Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross is a different Ross than uh, maybe is this guy named Ever? His name's Everett something for sure. The guy from Black Panther. Yeah, the guy. guy. The guy that plays Bilbo Baggins. Yes. Yeah. Bilbo Baggins. Yes. Bilbo Bilbo Baggins making a return. I don't remember his name. In Secret Invasion. Okay. In Secret Invasion. Okay. Yeah. Because I was thinking of Thunderbolt Ross. I don't know why I was, but. No, no, no. Bilbo Baggins is Secret Invasion. And then, yeah, Don, Don Cheadle will be War Machine okay. in Secret Invasion as well. I was just kind of thinking bringing Thunderbolt Ross back would kind of make sense just because, I mean, you know, obviously the actor is dead, but you're making your way towards the Thunderbolts and also Secret Invasion, you know, being the scrolls taking the place of political figures. It would just kind of make sense if, you know, ever or if thunderbolt ross was a scroll and they just kind of cgi'd it and then i don't know it just could it could make sense if they're taking the place of political figures because he was the one to bring the sokovia accords to the avengers so clearly he has some political maybe there maybe there is going to be a a a ross appearance i mean potentially dog have i convinced you yet i feel like i feel like it's (laughs) definitely a possibility uh they they somehow managed to pull in uh two-time Best Actress nominee Olivia Coleman on this show, so she's joining the cast. Amelia Clark off of Game of Thrones. I think she's slated to be the villain okay. of this, some kind of some kind of scroll queen. So that show is early 2023. After Secret Invasion, a movie that has been pushed back a couple times, but still still highly anticipated. Cannot wait to see it. That's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, May 2023. James Gunn steals the show at comic-con the cast comes out they play a trailer which there's nothing that got leaked about that but they play a trailer and then 
afterwards if you watch the panels and just the questions and just the tone of the the tone of the whole room it was very emotional obviously there was just a lot behind the scenes to get this movie done with James Gunn as the director but very emotional everybody seems very happy with the result of the movie and James Gunn just as a creator said it time and time again at the panel but has just had a vision in mind for where the Guardians are going as a whole not just the first movie and then we'll do a second one and third one he had a story laid out and this is the third part of that story and just James Gunn as the creator just it's going to be good to have the Guardians of the Galaxy back in the MCU I'm fully behind him as a creator as well after watching the Suicide Squad and then watching the Peacemaker show those were both fantastic James Gunn just has a reputation of taking characters that no one really knows too much about and making them stars Peacemaker, no one I had ever heard of. Almost the entire Suicide Squad that he comes up with uh, was like, I know I'm going off topic here. We're talking Marvel. I'm talking DC now. He goes Bloodsport, Ratcatcher, The Spot, or Spotman, or Polka Dot Man. It was Polka Dot Man is Polka what it Dot was. Man. Yeah, yeah, And just a bunch of other people. And then like Harley Quinn and King Shark are the two that I had personally heard of. But he just, he makes those characters just big. So the Guardians, also characters that no one had, or not a lot of people had really had a lot of familiarity with. He has taken them, making made two of the best, probably like solo films overall. Like as a, as a, as a group, if you group the Guardians movies just together as one big group movie, it is probably the best overall. And so if he has, like, a picture for that, like, third piece to just add on to the movie, I'm fully in. Um, bringing back the cast, bringing back the same director, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. Following the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May, slated for mid-2023 at some point, is the show on Disney Plus, Echo. It's going to be centered around Echo. It's going to include Daredevil. It's going to include Wilson Fisk. And it's going to be an introduction to these characters into the MCU. Which is very exciting. Just seeing that she was Wilson Fisk's niece in the show. Echo is activating the actual Echo. It's activating my Alexa. If you can't hear it. Um, anywho, we know that she is... She's, like, going to send some stuff in. FBI! But, yeah, she's the niece of Wilson Fisk. Um, we know Wilson Fisk is Kingpin. Has already been incorporated with Hawkeye. And now is going to be introduced with Daredevil. Um, if, I mean, Daredevil's initial introduction into the MCU was in No Way Home. And then it looks like he's going to have a, um, a little bit of a follow-up introduction as an actual Daredevil in She-Hulk. Um... So now bringing this character in in Echo like as a full like character is going to be it's going to be really exciting cuz I feel like I feel like we kind of got the Matt Murdock piece just a little bit of it in No Way Home and I feel like we're going to get a little bit more just because She-Hulk is supposedly a lawyer type show so I feel like we're going to get a little bit more Matt Murdock there a bit more Daredevil and then I feel like it's just going to be very daredevil centered um in echo throw daredevil in in no way home as well and uh daredevil 
is just apparently now just everywhere in the MCU. From I mean, just really, I mean, he's the he's taking time on off. The streets. Man is man is busy. Man is busy. Following Echo is going to be Blade, November twenty twenty three. We didn't learn much more about Blade, but we got a date for it. Like we said, it's in November of next year, and Blade's going to be in the movie. People forget though. End of Eternals, Blade was in Blade was showing up with uh Dark Knight or Black, Black uh, Knight. Black Knight, not Dark Knight. You're uh, just too obsessed with the movie, dude. Never 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 crossed over into the DC. <laughs> uh yeah, he he has been shown to be talking with Black Knight at the end. Um I guess not actually shown, just his voice. Blade movie could end up being very very good rumored um they are in talks with anthony star um star of the boys he plays homelander to play dracula in the blade movie blade isn't really a character i know too much about i don't even know if i've watched the original blade movies i just know he's a vampire hunter he kills vampires so i do have a feeling that this could be a darker potentially scarier movie so I look forward to that aspect of it, for sure. I know vampires can definitely be creepy um, if Dracula is indeed, like, the villain for it, then I can see him, like, sending vampires in into the city. A lot of it, you know, vampires disintegrate in the day, so a lot of it's going to take place during the night. I could just see it being a, a pretty creepy movie. And Black Knight, very important in the Avengers storylines in the comics in the overall. Future, yep. For sure, so... Him and Blade, hopefully there is... And I, I, Kit Harington is cast to star in that movie. So there will be some crossover there. Hopefully that ties into the bigger MCU. Not the Dark Knight. I guess if the MCU just falls apart and just continues to just not make any sense, maybe the Dark Knight is the only way to save the MCU. Just bring in Batman himself. They might have, have to. Uh, have Batman lead the Avengers from, from his cave. Blade will be followed by a show starring a character that was introduced in the in the Black Panther trailer, and she's going to be getting her own show. It's going to be the Ironheart series. Yes. And this just keeps building toward the Young Avengers. Am I the Ironheart is Young Avengers? I believe so. Ironheart is not a character I know too much about. Like she's a newer character as well in the comics. Uh, like a newer created character. I could be completely wrong there. But I do not know, like, too much about her. I feel like she's going to get her introduction in Black Panther. And then I think it's kind of perfect. Just they're doing a show for her. I think that's going to be pr- really good. Just to kind of build on the character. You get more time in a show than you do in a movie. So we're not going to feel like we're getting, like, another rushed movie. You get a solid introduction in Black Panther. Then just build on her in the show. And then you can build yes towards the the young avengers or the new avengers that's a character going from a movie to a show the next movie is going to be a character going from a show to getting his own movie and that is falcon now captain america new world order in the fourth captain america movie like i said captain america new world order that is slated for may 2024 thor Got his fourth movie. Technically, not a fourth Captain America movie. A new, new Captain, Captain America. America. But is it a new, like, could it be a new Captain America trilogy? Maybe. Maybe. I I would assume that's where they would probably go with it. Or they just go with a fourth and just kind of end it there. And then they have him 
as a part of like the I don't know. Avengers you don't think movies. Anthony Mackie would do three movies? I could see him doing three. I mean, he already did a bunch of movies as Falcon. I could see him starving. Yeah, he would, he'd movies. stick around for three movies. But that's slated for May 2024. And the creators of... Sharon sh- Carter? Villain? Question mark? Uh, what? Power Broker? Power Broker. There's some, some Power Broker questions. There I, is... Uh, I feel like it could build towards the Thunderbolts. Because I feel like the Power Broker may end up being like a big part of the Thunderbolts. Especially with, you know, her being involved in the the whole um falcon and the winter soldier thing that was going on that is also when we're first introduced to the lady that you like i don't remember her name the uh, the the seinfeld the lady. seinfeld lady yeah uh the one that's kind of recruiting madam hydra madam hydra madam hydra yeah recruiting people for uh the thunderbolts so I could see I could see the power broker being having like a, a tie into that. Well, it absolutely will have a tie in because the next movie after Captain America is The Thunderbolts. Yeah. July 2024. There's a lot of pieces from that Captain America show that are going to connect with this. They should get James Gunn to direct it and do a Suicide Squad-esque. Just a, James movie. Gunn James Gunn should just direct any any non-Avengers team, like the Russo brothers, should direct any Avengers team-up movies, and then the rest of them should J- James Gunn like takes, like give him the give him another group movie that's coming up. Coming give up him later. Thunderbolts, yeah, it will be good. Give him Fantastic Four. Give him Fantastic. Oh, that would be really good. He can he'll do let him do any group. Let him do let him do X Men movies. Just let him do let him do whatever. Yeah. But uh, Thunder Thunderbolts, uh, July twenty twenty four. It's there's a lot of iterations of this group in the comics. There are a lot of characters that could potentially be in it. From the characters that we have right now, your early guesses for who would be members of the Thunderbolts. I think Abomination is going to go towards there. Um, we're going to get a lot of building on him and She-Hulk. Um, so I feel like he's definitely going to be a part of it. I've seen like fan arts of Yelena being a part of it. I don't really see that. Um, she was sent to like kill Hawkeye in the Hawkeye show, but I feel like she's gonna take the Black Black Widow type of role, um, or maybe like a if they do like New Avengers or Young Avengers or something like yeah, that. I, I feel, feel like, like she, she would, would be part of like the New Avengers. She's more of a superhero character than she's gonna be one of these anti-villain. Characters. I agree. I think U.S. Agent definitely part of it. I 100. I don't 100%. even think there's any doubt there. I could see the, them getting Zemo. He'll he'll have to as well. He'll yeah. have to. I could I would like them to get like a a character we don't really know about, but like a, like an Iron Man esque character. Um, there's like Crimson Dynamo, who's like a Russian guy, and he creates his own like big suit of armor. He would be part of like the Thunderbolts. I feel like Abomination is gonna kind of be their muscle though. Crimson Dynamo would be like the muscle as well, but. I would like that. I would like them to have like a armor, like an Iron Man type of guy. And we did get already a potential casting for this movie. Did we? From the Stranger Things franchise, Sadie Sink signed on to do a Marvel project. I don't know if it's confirmed that it is the Thunderbolts, but the source that confirmed that she's doing Marvel said that it's most likely the Thunderbolts and she'll be... A villain character of some kind seems like they're leaning toward her being called, like, Songbird. Uh, Okay. I don't know if you know her from out of the comics, but Sadie Sink will be in that movie. The Thunderbolts will be 
July 2024. We said it earlier. Fantastic Four. November kicking off Phase Six. Kicking off Phase Six, November 2024. Is Phase uh, is Phase Five the first phase we go without a without an Avengers movie? I guess Phase Four is not going to have one. I guess either. Phase Four doesn't either. Yeah. Phase Four and Phase Five, no Avengers movie. Before we get to the Fantastic Four, a couple shows to round out uh, to round out Phase Five. Daredevil is back. Daredevil's finally getting his own show again. 18 episodes. A full, full-on first season. Or not even first season, but fourth season slash first season for Charlie Cox making his return as Daredevil. Vincent D'Onofrio will be back as Wilson Fisk. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the first, uh, the, the, the Netflix Daredevil show, yeah. but it's about as close to like a prestige TV show that you can get for a superhero show. So with this with this uh, Daredevil show, this will be interesting to see if it's Marvel and Disney Plus's first attempt at like prestige TV. Yeah. Because they've you know they've messed around with all these genres. They've tried some different tones. They've done a lot of things with their with the shows early on, but they haven't like pushed into that like let's let's go for it TV show yet. So maybe this Daredevil will be the first first sort of <laughs> shot at a. Uh, at prestige TV for Marvel. And then as well in 2024, another show, Agatha Coven of Chaos, originally titled Agatha House of Harkness, but retitled the Coven of Chaos. And who knows, because we all thought that Chaos was Scarlet Witch, but she died at the end of the multiverse, but now Coven of Chaos 2024? Is she back? Chaos magic is what Scarlet Witch uses. Yeah, could she Could she make an appearance? I don't know. We also thought Agatha was gone. I haven't watched WandaVision in a while. What she's happened just to her? She's just like trapped in the, in the dream state still. Okay. She's still in, the, she's still in the, yeah. the hex, basically. But it's just her in the hex. Trapped in, uh, trapped in Westview. Being the nosy neighbor. For eternity. House of Harkness is late 2023, early 2024. Well, Coven of Chaos now. Coven of Chaos. My bad. Uh, <laughs> that will be out sometime. But like Fantastic Four will kick off Phase Six. I don't know. Are we gonna? Are we thinking John a John Krasinski return? It's it's early I'm to say. For it. It's early to say, but November 2024 is. A year and a half away? Yeah. Like, that's that that's sooner rather than later. So something's going to have to come out about castings, directors, where the you know, leaks of some kind. Like, something's going to come out. It's, it's going to have to be sooner rather than later because a year and a half is uh, it's closer than we think in the movie industry. Yeah. There will be something that drops. Um, I'm praying for a John Krasinski return. The ideal would be John Krasinski, Emily Blunt for me. Uh, and then do you have a JJ from Outer Banks for Human Torch? Human Torch, you JJ from Outer Banks. It's 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 possible. It's still hanging out there. Yeah, Even I would have um if he hadn't already played Red Guardian and Black Widow and Black Widow, I'd have a David David Harbridge as the thing. I think would be my would be my four. If he could just do uh do another 
another Marvel. If he could, yeah, but he would have to play Join like the Benjamin line. Grimm as well, so then they would like see him. But if they're from like another uh if they if they do the Fantastic 4 movie on another in another like universe, it's possible. He's a crazy Russian in one universe and a rock man in the other. There there is going to be potentially a gap between Fantastic 4 in the next movie they announced, there is a lot of time, a lot of a lot of movies and TV shows that are going to be in between these two movies. But they announced the Fantastic Four, and then they announced the next set of Avengers movies: Avengers: Kang Dynasty, May 2025; Avengers: Secret Wars, November 2025. That's two Avengers movies in one year. Yep. Were, were those before or after season two of Loki? I know they announced that too. I, th- I, I that that's a that's a good question. Research will get on it. Okay, I want to say season two of Loki drops um, before the Avengers movies. I want to say it might be late twenty twenty four. I might be wrong though. It you'll check. Best it in the business. Summer twenty twenty three. Summer 2023. Okay, so next season, so almost a year. Well, about a year actually from when when we're doing this. Is it June, July, or is it just just summer? Just slated for summer 2023. Slated for summer. I feel like we're gonna get some more insight on Kang before Kang Dynasty drops. That'll be fairly soon after Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania is February 2023. Yeah, so might be the next. Secret Invasion will probably be before before Loki at some point, but... I believe so. I would think so, yeah. But yeah, Loki Season 2 will... It would probably be, like... Because Secret Invasion is going to be, like, its own separate thing as well. It's not going to have anything to do with Kang. I don't... Be- I, I wouldn't think at all. But yeah, I think, like, it's going to be, like, Quantumania and then, like, Loki. Those are going to be the big, like, Kang tie-ins before we get kang dynasty and secret wars though kang is not like the biggest player in secret wars but they might you know kang dynasty is the movie to come out before secret wars so they might you know have kang be that guy the dr doom type role in secret wars and have dr doom be the kang they might just flip-flop i i agree i think doctor i think kang will take the doctor doom role and be the major i agree major number one bad guy for the for the multiverse saga we didn't know this at at comic-con but now we know that there's a director for kang dynasty as well it's destin daniel creighton the shang chi director i i i told you before but shang chi to me is the best filmmaking movie of any of the movies in Phase 4, and of any of the creators, the new creators that have made movies so far, like, I, I would give him a shot at the Avengers movies. At You know, at the time of this stuff drops, it's, are the Russo brothers going to come back? Are they going to do the Avengers movies? I mean, why would you not want them to? They're the best in the business at, at doing them. But I think if we're going to give a new guy a shot, I would be all down. I would be all for letting that guy try it because, like I said, I think Shang-Chi is the best the best movie of phase four and i feel like my stock on that is at an all-time high right now with him being the new avengers director yeah i mean if you're behind it i'm behind it i can definitely see like the filmmaking aspects of shang chi that are incredible um i just have a, a hard time comparing a solo movie to a group project movie 
So I think it's going to be really interesting to see just what he does with it. The Kang, he, he's just doing the Kang Dynasty movie, though. Yes. He was not signed on for the Secret Wars movies, or it was not announced well, I was that just he was thinking, doing that. Yeah, yet. like the group project, like the Avengers. It is an Avengers movie, but the Kang Dynasty, like we saw Infinity War was an Avengers movie with a heavy, heavy focus on Thanos. Yeah. This movie literally has Kang in the title. So the, the heavy, heavy focus of this Avengers movie is going to be on Kang. Yeah. Maybe he's able to pull off like a pseudo solo movie the way that the Russo brothers did with Thanos and Infinity War. Could be very interesting. And we'll just kind of have to see where it goes. You remember the season before Pat Mahomes started for the Chiefs? And Alex Smith's the quarterback. The Chiefs trade up in the draft. They take Pat Mahomes at 10. Alex Smith remains the starter all season. And you're just kind of hearing all through training camp, you know, following following the draft in the summer that Mahomes, you know, this kid is really something. He's pretty special. Like, could he be better than Alex Smith right now? You hear that in the season. He gets in the game at the last game of the season against the Broncos. Looks pretty good. And then eventually gets in as Pat Mahomes. He starts. We know the whole thing. But the Chiefs are pretty good with Alex Smith. They didn't need to start Pat Mahomes then. That's kind of what Marvel has been doing with Kang the Conqueror at this point because we saw him briefly in Loki but he's this like mate he's the number one star of the MCU right now and he's been in the MCU for like 13 minutes tops yeah but he's waiting in the wings we know he's going to be starting next year and we know that the first Avengers movie since or of the multiverse saga since the Infinity Saga will be the Kang Dynasty and he will probably be the central focus of it and Jonathan Major is a fantastic actor, um, and they're just going to give him a chance to really do that and show like how fantastic of an actor he is. That's the special thing about Kang is, I mean, we've we've heard it in Loki, in the 13 minutes of fame that Jonathan Majors currently has in the Marvel movies, there are infinite versions of him. There are good versions, evil versions. There's obviously Kang the Conqueror. So we just get, we get to see him, you know strap up and take the reins a little bit and do his thing which i think is going to be really good when you watch when you're watching these these comic-con panels and you're seeing all these actors come out you know these being a marvel actor like puts you in the limelight in a major way like you automatically become a top-notch star if you do any any sort of marvel property at this point and you're seeing all these actors come out one by one they're doing interviews they're talking they're interacting with the crowd and you just everybody's charisma is on display just watching the whole thing like jonathan majors just stands out as the most charismatic the most entertaining he was the guy that stole the show for me and he again is honestly just barely there he pops in answers one question with one like one word one sentence but he's electric the whole time and he's that guy he's he he's jonathan majors might be him he's that guy who who knows who knows but the, is he josh brolin the uh, the tease that he gave us in Loki, to me, is still the best thing that the MCU has put out in Phase 4 so far. So these Avengers movies are going to be exciting. They are a ways away. There is a lot of stuff, as we have covered, coming in between these Avengers movies. But like we said, we go from a Phase 4 where we're kind of wandering aimlessly to going, okay, now we see it laid out. We know when the Avengers are coming. Maybe the pieces are starting to fall into place a little bit better. 
I think I think they're perfectly falling into place now. Now that they're starting to uh, lay out the pieces, I feel like we're finally starting to get like like when the ancient one splits the timeline in Infinity War to explain to Bruce, right? She's like, "This is one. This is the other." I think that the pieces that they've laid out, they've got a perfect this is one for the Kang aspect and, like, the Avengers. And then they're doing something else with, like, the Thunderbolts aspect. They're, you know, a more grounded, non-multiverse type thing. And I feel like that they, they have that all laid out very, very well. And I think as we watch the movies, it's just kind of going to be, like, what what we group it as. You know, like, is it is it impacting the multiverse or is it you know, more of a grounded type movie. Um, and I feel like a lot of the movies already in phase four fit into those categories because Black Widow and Eternals, Shang-Chi, very grounded, Multiverse of Madness, obviously multiverse, and then you get into No Way Home, obviously multiverse, and then um, Thor Love and Thunder is a very grounded movie. So I feel like those two categories are going to fit those those new projects very well. And as we know, the title of the last Avengers movie, Secret Wars, as we know with Secret Wars, it is not impossible that all of these storylines come together at one point and it just all makes sense in the end. But this is what we know that Marvel is doing so far. And we have one more thing to do after the break. July is almost coming to an end. It's time to draft July music releases like we do every month. The, the July music draft is coming up next. We're back. Time to draft July music releases. Champ has the first pick. I had the first pick last month. We ended up doing our draft a little bit early last month. And then, of all people, Drake decides to go ahead and release a surprise album, which received with some mixed reviews, but... Jimmy Cooks is on the album. Jimmy Cooks might be song of the year and it's just not going to be in any of our drafts. It's a good one. It's a good one. Honestly, when Drake dropped that album, just a major just wipe across the forehead of sweat because the album sucked in my opinion. So not too much <laughs> I would sigh add. Big sigh of relief. Yeah, big sigh of relief. So I didn't feel like, you know, we missed out too much. That little shout out you just did of Jimmy Cooks there, that covers the album pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter from Drake's standpoint because Drake has so many songs now that, like, Jimmy Cook's one more good song. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. It's yeah, fine. just shut it fine. out. But uh, unfortunately, not a July release. Uneligible for our draft. Really thought about putting it on the board, but shout out to shout out to Jimmy Cook's. I guess uh, shout out to Drake. The guy is uh, it's an the guy is mention, doing all, I, I think. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. But champ, you have the first pick. Who is off the board? Number one in July. All right. So, realizing that I have the first pick, uh, I just have to switch up my draft a little bit. I had this initially sitting at, like, five, but I'm taking it one. I'm taking Paris to Tokyo by Fivio Foreign that's, and I Kid thought Leroy. that's where you were going to go. Yeah. I just like the Kid Leroy too much to let him slip. And it, it was probably, in my opinion, the best song that did drop this month. It just... There wasn't, there wasn't too much that dropped this month in my opinion that was just out there this was a really good one kid Leroy always coming in strong paris to tokyo definitely on the top of my list with my number one pick <sighs> i took this artist last month i guess i'm gonna take him again 
I, I guess when you manage to pull Halsey, Justin Timberlake, and Pharrell all on a song together, like the odds are it's going to be pretty good. And Stay With Me by Calvin Harris is actually, it's, it's pretty good. I'll take it. Halsey is pretty good on the song. Justin Timberlake's back. It's vibey. It's a so, good song. It's a good one. It, that'll, that'll be off the board. Number one for me. All right. My, my next pick is, was my initial number one pick. Still able to get it. Um, this is this one is just a major tribute. Um, there was an album dropped from him. My pick is my second pick is "I Love Life, Thank You" by Mac Miller. Great album overall. It was actually really hard to pick my favorite song from the album. No, it's okay. Just take the whole but, album. It's fine. I, I mean, obviously, I'll take the whole album if I gotta. But "I Love Life, Thank You" was definitely my favorite. Just a very chill album. If you do like Mac Miller, obviously go check it out. Um, if you don't like Mac Miller, go check it out. It's really good. I don't think anybody heard that because there's just nobody that doesn't like Mac Miller. Exactly. Like, like, everybody, just everyone, everyone who's not is probably tuned out. They're not listening. Everybody loves Mac Miller. With my second pick, another fan favorite of people. Hot off the press, this song. Just dropped the day we're recording this. It's going to be Stone Rolling by Rod Wave. Let's get it off the board. Man's been highly anticipated. I think he has an album coming as well. This was the first the first single off of it. And you and did you did let me know that this one dropped before we started recording. Just to just to clarify, it was fair. I could have taken it. I had the number two pick. You didn't take it. It is fair. Just to let everyone know that it was a hundred percent. You did let me know that it did drop. I have not listened to it yet. Um, I'm gonna have to give it a listen though. No, it'll be high on your priority list, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. probably on my way over to dinner tonight, I'll give it a listen. Prob- probably right after uh, we turn this off and you turn the music back on. Yeah, easily. After Jimmy Cooks. All right, my third pick. Everything has actually gone very well for <laughs> That's me. That's it? That's the- oh, I thought you were going to say everything's <laughs> off the board. Oh, yeah, no. My third pick, uh, one of our favorite artists... Not too much to say, uh, just another, just kind of a throwback to his origins, as we've kind of agreed. Um, I'm taking I Find It Hard by Ian Dior. Just a really good single. Um, we did, we did talk about it. It sounds just kind of like his older music. It's a, just a very solid song overall. Sounds like it could have just come straight off the, uh, the Shameless album he dropped back in the day. With my third pick... We'll keep going. We'll, it's just one of those months. You know, some months you can just you can just take all the stars right off the board. And some months you just, you know, we're going to stick with my, our guys. So this is going to be a, a pick for my guy. Let's go ahead and get Lil Uzi Vert off the board. Man dropped some songs. Dropped a little pack of songs called Red and White. I'm going to take I Know. Off did he of, really? I did not see he dropped a pack of songs as well. I just saw a single. Yeah, he dropped like eight songs. No way. Yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't have taken any, but I'm going to have to listen to those as well. I just saw... Did he drop them on the same night? You know, he dropped a bunch of them. There was like... So on Spotify, there was like six singles and like three songs in the in the, in the the pack. And then... Okay. And then like today, there was like... They were like all eight of them were like together. Okay. So I, I, I don't know what happened there. Because I heard from I don't know someone... what Lil Uzi's team was doing. Space Cadet, is that one of them? Space Cadet is one of them. Okay. Space Cadet's probably the most popular one off there so far. 
I am I'm finding him now. I'll switch my I'm gonna take Space Cadet. I'll just take Space Cadet. Perfectly fine. Um the only one that I knew that dropped, the only single that I saw that dropped was hitting my shoulder. Which I didn't really like that much. You know, it's not you know, Uzi's dropped some great stuff. I mean, we're the Eternal Take albums. I mean, come on, but Oh yeah. This is like we said, it's a it's a pick to support this this is this is a little little Uzi Vert pick. I mean it's not it's not the strongest month across the board, so we we're taking no. we're taking artists this month. We're just taking Lil Uzi Vert with the third pick. All right, my fourth pick. As I'm making sure I get all these Uzi songs downloaded, my fourth pick was a late single drop as a part of an album um, from Five Seconds of Summer. I take Blender. Yeah, you like this one. I really do. This is a good one. I'm trying to figure out. There's, I have two red and white albums, and I'm trying to figure out if they're the same. Come on, Uzi, organize your organize your artist page. Seriously, Uzi, come on, man. I don't want to have two of your album. Blender by Five Seconds of Summer is off the board. Champ, the girls love this pick. They do. They are all big fans. I am staring at my fourth pick, and. You know, we haven't given any country music some love on this. Oh, are you giving some country music love? Let's give some country music some love. Is it pop country or just regular country? Eh, I'm cheating. It's pop country. Oh, okay. It's pop country. We don't really love regular country. Sorry. But pop country is where it's at. Hey, you know, if it's your thing, it's your thing. But, I'll, you know. It's not for me. I love pop country, but I do not like regular, uh, some regular country. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's limited. But I'm, I'll take the new Kane Brown single. It's That's called, a strong pick. It's called Grand. Kane Brown uh, f- played in the NBA Celebrity Game, I think a couple times now. And uh, now that there is nothing going on in the sports world, champ, I got so desperate the other day, I was watching NBA Celebrity Game highlights. <laughs> and uh, Kane Brown was there. Kane Brown has a new song called Grand. Probably the first country music pick in the entire music draft that we've done so far, all the months. I think it is. Finally, a country song off the board. Shout out to Kane Brown. All right. Now, I think for my fifth pick, I got three songs lined up. I think I might just have to honorably mention a couple of them. Yeah, we can shout out. Yeah. I'm going to have to take the song off the Brent Fe- the Brent Fayez album called Gravity with Tyler, the Creator. Just to get the Tyler the Creator name in my picks, I feel like that's a pretty strong one, and it was my favorite song of the album. I like Brent Fayez. He's just got some very like chill, vibey songs, um, and Tyler the Creator fits in there perfectly. Tyler the Creator off the board with your last pick. With my last pick, I you know I have Rod Wave, I have Lil Uzi Vert on my team as well. Strong at this at I have him on my team at this point. I feel like I could just commit. I feel like I should just go ahead and just take Lil Dirk. He dropped a song with Southside called Save Me. Good one. Very solid. And I think a great way to wrap up my board. Save Me by Southside and Lil Dirk with my fifth pick. Very good. Um, just a couple just a couple shout-outs from me. Kid Cudi dropped a song called Love. Pretty good. Um, it's not what I would say, like, Kid Cudi's strongest drop or anything like that. Just gives me good good vibes. Um, and then the second one that I wanted to shout out is Starry Eyes by The Weeknd. And it is the Mike Dean remix. It is a good listen. Um, dropped this month as well. 
I gave him a shout. Uh, I don't know if you had this on your board. I had uh, Russ and Ed Sheeran dropped a song together. I know I you like those board. two. Yeah, I had that on my board. Are you entertained? Um, and that actually wraps up my board. I got I got five off my board that I wanted, and then there was just three that were that were there. You know. Cardi B dropped a song. NLE dropped dropped a song. Did Lizzo drop her album this month? Lizzo dropped her album this month. Uh, Travi McCoy. Travi McCoy dropped an album that's actually pretty good. I did like that album. Almost picked one off of it, if uh, if it had come down to it. But I got all the picks I went. But Travi McCoy, shout out. Ellie Golding released a song with Big Sean. That's not bad. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish has some. Megan songs. The Stallion. Dropped a song called Pressure Pressurelicious. Pressurelicious with Future on it. With that. Future, yeah. So that's that's the July music draft. Champ, you went first. Paris to Tokyo, Fivo Foreign, Kid Leroy. Uh you the new Mac Miller album. I find it hard. Ian Dior. Blender by Five Seconds of Summer. And Gravity by Brent. Who was it? Brent Fayez. Brent Fayez and, and Tyler the Tyler Creator. The Creator. I I had the second pick. Uh, Stay With Me, Calvin Harris with Halsey, Justin Timberlake, and Pharrell. Stone, Stone Rolling by Rod Wave. Uh, Space Cadet, Lil Uzi Vert. Grand by Kane Brown. And Save Me by Southside and Lil Dirk. That will do it for the draft. That will do it for the episode. Champ, thank for, thanks for welcoming us into the Champ Cave today. Thank you for coming. I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, the scenery. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. This was a obviously not a sports one, heavy Marvel focus, but football is in the air. Football Training is camp is starting. Fantasy football is in the air. We just we, had our fantasy draft. We just did one super early before training camp starts. So some somebody's going to go down with injury. Sad to say, but it happens every year. One of our teams is going to be screwed and uh, crossing our fingers. It's not either of ours, but we will be covering the NFL. We'll be cranking up the NFL stuff as the NFL season quickly, quickly approaches. But Marvel dropped a bomb and it needed to be talked about. And there were some good good July songs as well. So give all those a listen and check out the podcast on Instagram. You can find us at Rem and Sam. Give us a follow there if you want to see uh, the music drafts that we've done in the past. If you want to see more clips, you want to just see other stuff from the show that's on the instagram page follow the show tell your friends and listen to the next episode have a good night